0: Log Talk Radio.
1: In the name of Amon the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and I Amon mean, we trust as the Republican intellect, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the bright race, the Amon race. Good evening. I'm your host, the Intellectual Leader Minkari. This is the Intellect Radar. Tonight we're going to be discussing optical or obstacle illusions. What are optical or obstacle illusions? Simply the illusion that. Obstacles are optical illusions, meaning that all obstacles in a life are really just optical illusions in this existence. That's all it means. In other words, everything that we tend to think stands in our way, if we look closely, if we pay real close attention, we'll see that none of these things really stand in our way. None of these things really stand in our way. None of these things really are what's keeping us out of alignment. None of these things. Right. You see, the same thing with an optical illusion where things appear to be more than what they are. It's the same thing that works for obstacles that appear to over be overcome that you seem to can't overcome, things that you can't seem to get past or get beyond. That's an optical illusion. You see, again. Optical and obstacle go hand in hand. Optical and obstacle go hand in hand. We tend to make obstacles out of things that are just pure optics, basically the look of something, the illusion. They deal heavily in the society, in this three-dimensional realm, with optics, the illusion of optics. You see how things look. This is why the beast is the best at creating uh, special effects. He can make it seem like a man is flying through the sky, flying through the air, flying through the universe. He can make all of that look like it's real on film, but it is an optical illusion. It is an optical illusion. It's not real. You should start to look at your obstacles that same exact way. If you are truly a mentalist, a pure mentalist, then all obstacles, all perceived obstacles in life will begin to be seen as Obstacles of life optical illusions of life that make things appear to be more than what they are you see always a way around obstacles or a way through obstacles or a way beyond obstacles but you have to treat the obstacles like an illusion just as what they are and you cannot make them bigger than what they are you cannot make obstacles into optical illusions. You can't make them bigger than what they are. You see, because in this three-dimensional realm, everything is false. And that goes for man, or that goes for people, place, and possession. Everything here is false. Why? Because it was made by the hands of false people, meaning a human race, people who are not even real. I told you, real is what is projected from the sun. That's real. Real is what's projected from the sun. The humans were not projected from the sun. They were expelled from the water. They are not the people of the fire. They are the people of the water. They are the people who were raised out of the water. And we were the people who were projected from the fire, the sun, which is why our hair rises up the way it does which is why our skin looks the way it does, our lips, everything, we have features as those who are of the sun, of Amen, of those continuous rays. And if you are aligned in or within those continuous rays, then that means you have become truly extendable, continuous. And Eventually, all obstacles that stand in the way of your continuation begin to fade. They begin to fade out, fade away. You see, they start to appear as just what they are, an illusion. I'll give you a good example of that. How many of y'all ever got bullied by somebody in school? And these people came off to be so tough and so badass and this, that, and the third until you knocked the hell out of them. Until they push you to the point you beat their ass and then they ain't so bad no more. Then after you beat their ass, you're like, damn, I thought this person was more than what, you know, I thought they was the big, bad, such and such. See, a lot of people, as they say, fake defunct, a lot of people are part of the optics. They know how to play the role. You see, the people who are fake and phony in this world, they are part of the optical illusion of this world. And usually the people who are part of that optical illusion, where they appear to be more, than what they are in the eyes of everyone else. They are just what they are. They are making themselves out to be more than what they are. You see, you ever heard that saying, less is more and more is less? That's real. Because the people that seem like they the less end up being the more, and the people that seem like they more end up being less. You see, this is why I don't like the ostentatious stuff and things like that. I like nice things, but I don't like the ostentatious stuff. Some things are overblown. And then you got, after a while, people who are trying to show off and show out with things they may possess because they are interested in the optics. They want to look or appear a certain way to those who are viewing them. They want to appear a certain way. Just like the filmmaker wants to make you believe that what you're seeing on the screen is real. They want you to believe that Superman could really fly through the air and through the universe and all this other stuff. He got all these powers. That's an optical illusion. You see? This is, again, why the beast is the best at the opt- at the, uh, um, at the um, sound at the, uh, green screen and the um, special effects, because they're nothing but optical illusions. The first uh, uh, special effects they did were just camera tricks, and then they got more sophisticated You see, but that's really just all how they, even in, you know, even in the so-called magic and your magic tricks with your magicians. They let you know, for the most part, it's all an illusion. You see, they find little tricks to fool you. You see, they find little things to fool you because they have all this time in the world to make themselves appear as something that they're not to make their works appear as though it is more than what it really is. That's part of the illusion. Again, we have to realize that. You see. Like people, for example, they make a lot out of they make a big thing out of people placing possession of things in this world and they value those things in this world, but like I said, they make it more than what it really is. You see, people make money more than it really is. People make property more than really what it really is. You see, people make possessions more and and, and places going more than what it really is. Because if you really break it down and walk through it, it's not as big as you think. And sometimes that's a letdown to people when you expose the illusion of the optics, when you show what's behind the optics. You remember that movie The Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz, you know, everybody had the big, bad Wizard of Oz. I'm talking about the movie from uh, the 30s, 1939, with um, Judy Garland. Yeah, had the wizard in the background running the machine and whatnot. And, the, it was a, and they was like, don't go behind the curtain. Don't go behind the curtain. The man behind the curtain. That was really just some old, feeble-looking-ass old man who was running everything in Oz. In other words, that was the elites, Because the guy who wrote that, he was definitely a part of the luminaries, if you know what I mean. Those in the know. The guy, his name was Frank Baum, the guy who wrote. Uh, Wizard of Oz, Frank L. Baum. He, you could tell when he, you know they talk about look behind the curtain, you know behind the curtain of power because the best, the biggest thing that the Beast says is one of his biggest quotes, one of his most favorite quotes is, "Power perceived is power achieved. Power perceived is power achieved." I'm gonna say it one more time. Power perceived is power achieved. In other words, they can make you believe through optics through visuals, that they have power, power that they really don't have, then it's achieved, and they got you. You believe that they're powerful. You see, you believe that they're all powerful. You see, because they always have to do some show of their power. And like I said, people are easily gassed up until you confront it, until you confront it, and then you might be like, damn, this ain't as bad as I thought it was. You see, the optics of it optical illusion. Sometimes people are part of the optical illusions of this three-dimensional realm, and they tend to make things more than what they are. You see these people who always blow things up out of, out of proportion to more than what they are. Yeah, They make more out of things than what they really are. You got people who do that. They take regular situations, and they'll turn it into something that is totally enough, and there's nothing you could tell them about it not being that way, because in their mind, in their delusional mind, it is the way they see it. Forget what everybody else is seeing. Forget what is reality. They'll say, oh, well, that's how you see it. They'll try to write off what everybody else is seeing, the true reality, the, re- the true reality as, oh, we just, you know, that's just our way of viewing it. They try to make their way valid. They try to make their way valid over everybody else's. These people have a serious problem, you see, and these are the people you cannot deal with because, again, that optical illusion is powerful. that optical illusion on the people's minds is powerful where they believe or they think or they start to you know i'm just for lack of a better words, believe that they write they believe that, and like I said, that's fine because again, it's nothing you can do to fix that you know, but to offset that logical logical and rational thinking are what brings all optical illusions into a even picture. You follow what I mean? It brings it all into an even picture. See, because nine times out of ten, these illusions are crafted by people who, like I said, they make more out of things than what they are. These are the people who might go to make a trip or go on a trip, uh, uh, um, on a trip through through Europe or they might be passing on their way through Europe or they might be passing on their way through a place and they'll say, I've been to this place when in all actuality you find out they maybe went through the airport of that city or that town and whatnot. They never actually been to the place. They went through the airport. But in their mind, they went to the place. You see what I'm saying? These people are part of the optical illusion and that is the vibration that people who were born in the 3D world people who were born in a two dimensional world live on. that's the vibration they live on. Like I said with black people, black people believe that the more money they get, the more uh, uh uh the more uh uh things they consume, they believe that these things are bigger than what they are and that this somehow is gonna make them greater or put them and you know, more in power per se. In this society, they really believe that because of the optics of what they got. They make what they got more than what it really is. You see, they, as long as you perceive them as powerful, as long as you, the outsider, perceive them as important, that's all they care about. But deep down inside, they don't feel that way about themselves because people who really feel that way about themselves, they wouldn't try to convince the world to see them that way. They need the validation of people on the outside world to make them feel as though they are greater than what they are, that they are grander than what they are. But that's all part of the optics. You see, like when you see a woman or a man who got a, the woman might have a handbag that's like cost a fortune, might cost 2000 $3,000 or more, even more. They got ridiculous prices for these handbags. And she's flaunting the handbag around She acting like she all that this, and the third, but it's really for optics. You see, she got the handbag, yeah, because it looked nice, but not so much because it looks nice to her. She got it more because she knows it'll look nice to other people, and it is a form of status to her. That handbag is a status symbol to her because she wants to be part of the optical illusion that she somehow is doing well because she bought a bag. You see? All right? Power perceived is power achieved, you see? She got people to look at her a certain way and to acknowledge her a certain way. No matter whether or not this is not who she really is, she don't care about who she really is. Again, people who are part of the optical illusion, they don't care about reality. In fact, they hate reality. They don't want you to tell them about themselves, you see? They want, they'll want. they tell you all about you before they tell you about themselves. They don't want that reality. People hate that reality. You see, people hate that reality. They want the fantasy. And see, the fantasy gets you nowhere in life. You see, the only way you get somewhere in life is to perceive all obstacles as optical illusions, things that can be overcome things that can be moved things that can be utilized for greater if you know how to spot the optics of an illusion if you can spot the optics of an illusion you can achieve anything in life in other words you can see behind the curtain when you spot the optics of an illusion in other words you see behind the curtain like you'd be the only one who can see hey, something ain't right about that picture, or hey, something ain't right about what this person said, or something ain't right about such and such. You recognize that what other people may not. You see, those are the people who can maneuver through this obstacle obstacle illusion of life. These are the people who will maneuver uh, obstacles or obstacles in life. They will maneuver through them, you see, because they are or they become over time transparent. They become transparent over time. And after a while, they begin to disappear over time. They begin to sever themselves from you. They no longer take on the powerful image that they once had in your mind. See, people become less and less important because the more and more you see people for who they really are, the more and more you start to say, you know what, this is an illusion that I'm, moving beyond, you see. And that's real. See, the real things and the real people, they will stay. They will stay with you. Those are the people who are extendable and continuous every day, day in, day out, you see, because when people change up on you, like I said, they weren't real in the first place because they are part of the optics as well. They go along with the frame of the picture for the time being. And because they go along with the frame of the picture for the time being, like I said, they become part of the optical illusion or the obstacles that eventually stand in your way because you may feel some kind of way about these people. You may have some sort of emotional connection with these people, some form of emotional attachment, you see, but you must recognize it for what it is as an optical illusion, you see. Like you tend to make things hurt more than they more than they really do hurt, All right? You ever see a child? Like I said, they have this, the uh, the smallest cut or whatever, and they are crying like like the world is about to end. They have the smallest cut. They make more out of that cut just because of some blood, a lot of blood on it. But the cut itself might be small, but they'll act like it's the worst thing ever. You see, why is that? Because, like I said. Your children are taught to be part of the obstacle uh, obstacle, or the optical illusion of this three-dimensional world. How is that? Because what does the beast do? He starts your children off looking at cartoons. He starts them off looking at stupid cartoons or puppet shows or things like that. And already the beast is playing with their minds because they're used to seeing real people talk but then when they see cartoon characters talking or they see puppets talking or whatever the case may be, this is an escaping fantasy, right? And then or you tell them about these uh, uh, holiday characters like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, you are just helping to make them more and more dependent on optical illusions, right, Then the reality of what truly is, what really is. You make them start to depend more on optical illusions. You see, or obstacle illusions, because all these things are things we must get over as a people. The things that we are most emotionally and mentally attached to in this three-dimensional realm are the things we have to learn to let go of in this three-dimensional realm to ascend this three-dimensional realm. You see, there can't be any delay in that. We must be the ones to ascend this present-day uh, status or setup. We must be the ones to ascend that, to ascend this obstacle illusion, a.k.a. optical illusion. We must be the ones to ascend it because, again, all problems that are perceived and accepted as problems will always remain as problems. But if you don't accept certain things as a problem, then guess what? It ain't really a problem. As somebody say, ain't nothing a problem until you make it a problem. You see, nothing's a problem until you make it a problem. That's all that is. You see, like I said, a lot of the problems of dire things in our lives that we make a, that are problems with us, we make them problems, you see, because we've been taught to be problematic. And in a three-dimensional realm, we've been taught to be driven by problematic thinking. You see, we are not solution-based thinkers because we were taught to embrace the problem. We were taught to look and say, oh, like for black people for example, oh, you know, why people can't, you know, why are people are treated this way? Why is this? Why is that? Why is our people get you know, so-called black people? Why do we get this bad treatment and, you know, unfair treatment? And it becomes an obstacle that they create in their mind. But the optics of it, if you really pay attention, if you really pay attention to the optics, meaning the actual look of what you have perceived to be an obstacle, if you actually pay pay attention to what it is you perceive to be the problem and you keep on studying, studying it and focusing on it and studying and focusing on it, studying and focusing on it, guess what? Guess what? The image starts to fade. The image starts to get smaller. The image starts to become less and less important. The image starts to become less and less um Paramount, important. Like, for example, there was a time in your life where you focused on something so much, focused on people so much, focused on something or whatever so much, right, and you was all into this thing so much, and then that day came where you evolved out of that, you've grown out of that, and you're not into that thing no more, and you just walk away from that thing. You just like, ah, you done forgot all about it. You don't moved on, kind of like that favorite toy you have. You had this toy when you was a child, blah, blah, blah. You loved this toy. Then it comes a time when you grow up and you start to play less and less with the toy because you were attached to the toy, right, and you were attached to the optics of the toy. But then, eventually, you outgrew the toy. You see, toy was all that when you had it, when you first got it. It was big as all outdoors. It was grand. It was, oh, the best thing you ever had. Until you grew up and evolved and moved on, then the thing that was the was the biggest and best thing—the optics of that—you know—are now gone because you move forward. Your desire to move forward, your desire to move on, will get you to deal with and uh, solve all problems in life. But if you vibrate on a form of obstacles, if you vibrate on that optical illusion of life, then you will not ascend these things in life. You will continuously go through the circles of things in life. And so you will continuously go through these things because all the perceived problems in your life are things that you make big in your life. Trust me, I know. There's no real problem. Not for real. You see? Somebody tell you, oh, you got five months to live, six months to live, whatever, why are you stressing about it? The time you put into stressing about how how many, how many long they said you got to live, whatever disease you got, hell, one or two things could be done. Did you panic and get, ex- and get excited and be crying about it? Did you try to seek out a cure? Or did you live out them six months of your life the best way you can?
0: Yeah. I'm going
1: to go with cure first and I'm going to go in if I can. not live out the, that time the best of my life. What the hell else I'm going to do? Sit around? Worry about it? I'm going to make this a obstacle in my life? No. No. Hell, I might solve it myself. You see, the idea to solve that issue or that problem that you have may come to you, but the energy that you spend on these optics or the optics of things, the look of things, and what you're told these things are going to sum up to, this is what ends up eventually burying you. This is what ends up keeping you focused on that obstacle, keeping you focused on never achieving or going beyond that obstacle. This is what keeps you constantly in that, out of touch. The only way to get in touch and to touch beyond these things is to push yourself the hardest that you can past these things. In your mind, make yourself bigger than the problem. Make yourself bigger than the situation. Make yourself bigger than that perceived issue that you have. Make yourself bigger than that. When I say make yourself bigger, I mean in your mind, make yourself mentally and physically bigger than any obstacle you have, like a giant. Make yourself bigger than that, and I guarantee your mind will start to see the obstacle slash optical as small, as minor, as minute. Why? Because you allowed yourself to see it for what it really is, what you made it to be. I tried this, and it worked. I tried it several times. And the things that I thought were going to be so big and so, you know, out there and overblown were not at all. They were not at all. They served the purpose for what I needed. And everything happens for a reason. It's a season and a reason for everything in life. And those perceived obstacles in life are really the reasons and the, you know, things you need to excel beyond those things in life because sometimes problems come in your way and that problem in disguise is really a solution. The problem becomes a solution in disguise, you see, because that problem could have been like, you know, what you needed to free you from whatever entanglement you had, whatever situation you got tangled up in, whatever People, a place, or whatever you allowed yourself to get tangled up in, that problem may have came to actually pull you out of that situation, right? So now it is no longer an obstacle, right? It becomes an optical. It becomes a vision or a image that you once looked at as un how you say, un, um, unconquerable, if that's the word, unable to conquer, you looked at it as something that you could not get through or get around. And when you start to take that obstacle and use the obstacle in your favor, then the optics, the huge optics, the, you know, just gigantic problem that that obstacle presented now becomes smaller and smaller. You did that. You did that. You actually shrunk the problem. You made the problem smaller. You had the ability to make it bigger, so you have the ability to make it smaller. That's real. I literally sat here in my chair working on books and writing stuff, especially the last few days working on some new material, and I was just like, well, damn. I really, really, really need to such and such and such, and I got all these things to do, and I just get overwhelmed by it, right? And I'm like, shit, I got so much to do. Damn, running the community, doing this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'll never get through this. The next thing you know, I sit back, I relax, I think about it, roll something up, spark something up, I me a large cup of water, just take a few tokes, start thinking, and then all of a sudden everything starts falling into proper alignment. I I said I use the marijuana, you know, I use the marijuana as a um tool for that, but it helps a great in a great way. And and like I said, it starts you start to lay things out. As they are, you like, your mind literally calms down and you start to lay things out and all of that. And then I'm starting to, it, what was I thinking about again? That was the problem. It just got smaller. And I'm like, I just went and handled I went in and handled it like that. I went in and handled it just like that. I didn't, it, it wasn't an issue anymore with me. Just like that. You see, whatever you need to get there, whatever you need to, Make your problems become smaller. Use it. Don't of course don't use no hard drugs, no alcohol. Marijuana is nice. I'm being real, it's nice. It can really make things make your big problems become smaller and more um you know, they become more manageable. I don't know what it is, it just becomes more manageable. Isn't that what we want to do with all our obstacles? Don't we want to manage them? Don't we want to take the things that appear to be against us and use them for our own good? That's what we should want because no matter what, you're going to get these obstacles slash optical illusions in life. You're going to get it regardless. This is going to happen. You're going to have times where you don't want to be bothered with nobody. You're going to have times where you, you know, just have your little meltdowns. You're going to have times where, you know, you're going to have self-doubt, all of these things. People are going to be in your ear. Problems are going to ensue. All of these things are going to happen. This is a part of it. This is a part of your journey on the path toward the fourth dimension. But the good news about that is on the path to the fourth dimension, these perceived problems become smaller and smaller. I promise you that. See, when you're stuck in the two-dimensional world, the people in the two-dimensional world and the three-dimensional world, they're constantly in rotation. They're constantly in that rotation with their problems. They're constantly rotating around their problems. They're constantly going in circles with their problems. They're constantly going to be moving in that circular motion with their problems. You see? That is. And if you're not to ascend or excel excel that which is a personal problem, right, or a public problem, then um, it will become more than what it is. Like you might see these entertainers, right, who people might talk a lot of garbage about. They might talk a lot of crap about. It. And you know what? funny thing, I always watch these entertainers. People will talk a lot of, you know, gossip about them. They will say they gay. They will say they this. They sell out. And one, I say, yeah, you know, they people they get on you and, and do all that. But the entertainers and these people ride it out, and they let it go, and they ride it out. I mean, they ain't got no other choice. But then after a while, people forget about it. You'd be surprised. People just forget. You might have some people that might remember, but then. It just becomes less and less important to you what people think. You know why? Because who the hell cares about what people in the two-dimensional, and three-dimensional world think anyway? They, they, they mind work on a rotation any damn way. They're not really thinking. You see, they're not really thinking. They're people of the brain. They're not people of the mind. There's a difference. You got the people who are mental, M-E-N-T-A-L, and the people who are mental, M-E-N-T-E-L-L. The people who are of the mind are the mentals. The people of the brain are the mentel. See, the brain wave people, they need stimulation. They need the stimulation of artificial things, TV, radio, you know, uh, uh, whatever, music shows, whatever, clubs. They need that as a form of stimulation. They need social stimulation, the people of the brain. They need social stimulation. The people of the mind, we need mental, real mental stimulation, and that is only by way of the fourth dimension. That is by way of imagination, and imagination does what births images because everything starts off in your imagination as a thought. Your thought, your imagination is a thought, an image that you start to get. You see the word image and imagination, a thought that you get. That's a sign that you are mental and not mental. That's a sign because you are that, because you have made yourself that, because you have decided to reach into the far, farthest outreaches of the fourth dimension, the farthest outreaches of your mind. If you have allowed your mind to, Uh, you've allowed yourself to reach beyond your limited way of thinking, to reach further and further and let yourself stretch because your mind, your real mind, is like a rubber band. Your mind is like a rubber band. What do I mean by that? I mean that the more and more you extend your thoughts forward, they're going to snap back, but you got to keep extending them forward. And the more you extend them forward, the less chance they're going to have to snap back, they're going to become more flexible, meaning your thoughts are going to become more flexible and more focused and more extendable. But if you keep allowing yourself to go back and forth, if you keep allowing yourself to go back and forth and not understand that which is future and that which is past and present in the rotation, then you will always snap backwards instead of, you know, snapping forward, mentally forward. The people who snap backwards in rotation, are the people of the brain. That's why they get caught up in a routine. They get caught up in the same routine that is really going nowhere. But the people who snap forward in their thinking, push forward in their thinking, they're the ones who turn obstacles into obstacles. And I'm being literal here. I'm not being... being, um, symbolic anything. I'm not using um, allegorical teach. I'm talking literally. The things that you see in front of you, the things that stand in front of you, people, place, in possession, they're all or you perceive as obstacles that you can't get by. It's obstacles. I mean, obstacles. You see? It's obstacles. People Make these things bigger than what they are, so that you look at them just that way. You start to see yourself. I can never overcome this. I can never do this. I can never make this. or uh, move past that. That's what they put it in your path for. They put it in your path to keep you in that rotation. You got people who, like I said, they they create jobs for people. They create jobs. They create, you know, whatever you need to make a living. But then they put these. Uh, restraints on the job, you got to stay to this time, you got to eat your lunch at this time, you got to be here at this time. What? What? Why do they care? If, you don't, if you're if getting the work done, if you're getting the work done, right, if you're getting the work done, then that why, why would they care when you come into work? Why do they care if you stay in the office for eight hours or five hours or two hours? Why do they care? If you get the entire workload that you need to get done, whether you're at home, whether you're at a coffee shop, whether you're you know, whether you're on vacation somewhere, why do they care? These um, restraints on you, right? Because that's a way of limiting you. That is a form of creating an obstacle in your way. You see, that's all it is. That's what that is. But the people who have a type of careers or jobs or whatever you want to say that can move around freely and things like that, that's only because somebody who gave them the job realized that the less obstacles I put in this person's way, the more better they're going to perform the task I need them to perform. You follow what I'm saying? They're going to perform the task much better if I take the obstacle out of their way. You see, if I make things easier for them to attain or easier to get done, you see, if I take, you know, um things out of their way, you see, and that's usually how things work. Things work when you are able to do them at your leisure as opposed to feeling stressed to do it, feeling that big going your way, you see. You work better that way. Of course, you know you might have a of course you may have a time restraint where you gotta get certain things out for, you know, of course. But there's a way to plan those things out and not make them an obstacle, not make them something that you don't feel you can achieve. Because it's all achievable. That's the beauty of optics. You see, that's the beauty of optics. If you have not studied optics, right, the look of things. And with behind these things, then you're not really seeing these things for what they really are. Don't get caught up in what things look like in the front or what they look like in the back or what they look like on the sides. Look at what makes them up inside. And if you ultra-stand what makes them up on the inside, then these things that you are looking at become just what they are an optical right something there for the look you see an optical something there for the look you know because people want you to perceive a certain thing when they give you something to look at they want you to perceive a certain thing somebody them say you know this handbag or these shoes these shoes cost uh um five thousand dollars or three thousand dollars they this kind of leather, they this, then the dirt, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, damn. You know, they. I see what they're doing. they trying to make a huge, huge profit off of these shoes that probably cost them all the $10 to make in bulk, if if that. You see? And then the desire for these shoes, Bruno Magli or whatever, they start to lessen and lessen. Once you figure out who made them, why they were made, what the markup rate is—at least that is for me—because you know, I couldn't see myself buying expensive sneakers because I know that they don't cost nothing to make in factories in China. I made them, so you make them more than what they are. Like you see, what they do with the Jordan sneakers, and I, the thing that used to always deflate these Negroes—I used to do this with them—is a perfect example of the optics. The thing I used to always do with them when they talk about how much they paid for their Jordans, yo, son, I paid $120, son. I paid $150 for my Jordans, son. Yeah, these Jordans or these Nike, uh, what's them ones that look like them damn gladiator shoes. They they were the, um, I forget what they called, but they had the the foam, the Nike foam gel. Uh, these $200, these Nike foam gels. I mean, like, um, they paid, they, 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 you know them sneakers cost maybe like, Two dollars to make, right? You do know that, right? I mean, material and labor and all, two or three dollars. You see, those, those those sneakers cost two or three dollars to make, and they sell them to you for two hundred dollars. Don't you feel like a jackass? And they get mad at that because they really want to want to believe that oh, some real craftsmanship, some real you know uh top quality material went into these sneakers. They didn't. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. You see. Try to burst your bubble. You paying for a name. Man, it ain't nice. I'm not saying them wrong. It ain't nice. You know. But don't take them that seriously. You see, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with buying them type of sneakers. You buy whatever you want to buy, but don't take it seriously. Don't try to make it more than what it is. Do not try to make it more than what it is. It's like you should not try to make people places and possessions more than what they are. The things of this three dimensional world are not that worth uh what do you say? They're not that um uh, not worthless, I'm gonna say um they they're not that uh valuable, I meant to say. They're just not valuable like that. You see, you see that in the low quality of people. And <clears throat> the people that you learn to value. See, when you start to see the quality in people and you start to see that most of these people are are people of very low quality, then it makes the ones you should value stand out. The people are only going to come once in a lifetime. You see, it makes those people stand out. But sometimes you lose the people who are meant to come in that lifetime because you're so busy looking at the optics of others and you thinking, oh, these people's on this level and they're really not. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that in your life because you're going to need it in your extended life. We'll be right back. We are starting to um, see greater visions of ourselves. As those of the elect, we're starting to see greater visions and greater days of who we are and who we were meant to become in these days. Like I said, obstacles are becoming more of an illusion. We are at the best time in our lives right now. You know that? This is the best time to be received mental like in this day and time, to know that we are more than just black people, to know that we live to be more than just some people who exist in the shadows of other races of people. That's all you so-called black people are. You just exist in the shadows of other races of people. That's all black people are. They are people who exist in the shadows of others, you see, because in their mind, Others are greater than they are. That's part of the optics. That's part of the optical illusion. The minds of black people, other races of people are greater than they are. You see, that's the reality. Other people, other races are greater than they are. And because of that, because of that reality, this is what keeps them in that mentality that they have, where everything is greater than them. Everything is more important than them. You see, so-called black people. Just had to use this as an example. See, those opt in your head that everybody is better than you, so-called black people, is an optical illusion that he has to keep going. This is why he makes sure that his women are on the best magazine covers. They are the best TV shows. They make themselves look the best and like Somebody said something powerful. They said, you ever notice this? You don't really see no attractive so called black women, no bronze women on TV. You don't really see any attractive bronze women. Right? They got this one lady who has a talk show. Her name is um what is her name? Um, she's on channel four. She has a short haircut. Y'all know who I'm talking about, this um lady on oh, I forget what her name is. She a bed wench though. She has a um she has a talk show something, uh they start with a see it'll come to me. It'll come to me. She, um, I forget what her name is. She has a show on Channel Four. She has a talk show. She interviews people. I forget I said her name before. You see, I I, forget. I said if anybody think of that name, but, but it's important. But the reason why I bring that out and why they don't never really put attractive bronze women on is because yeah, t- Tamara, yeah, Tam- Tamara, yeah, Tamara, something, yeah, yeah, something. I forget what her name is. Yeah, but they put these people out here. Because they want you to appear, or they want them to appear a certain way. Camera hall, yeah, right. They want you to. Sh- they want to show you the optics of the white woman who looks the best, and so-called bronze women who look the worst. They'll find the most overweight or the less attractive, so-called black women to be out there, and they'll put. They got to go and get their best-looking white women. If they decent-looking, you know, they got to get them because they're all interested in optics. They can't have beautiful bronze women looking better than these women because that's the reality. They can't have that. You see? they rather have that optical illusion of a certain look, of a certain idea or ideal that they're trying to push. That's what they want to keep going in your mind. But see, you miss a lot of that reality of who you are because you're looking at the optics of these people and you forget to look at the totality of who you are and who you are becoming the sum total of yourself i meant to do a broadcast talking about you know summing up our you know summing up this human existence when you learn to see beyond the human existence when you learn to see beyond it then you will start to see the greater visions of who you are, the greater and extended versions of who you are. That's when the optics start to become or move to the side of what you are allowed to see. See, you ever look in the mirror, and if you notice in the mirror, you will see certain sides of yourself, but you've got to catch it real fast in the mirror. You'll see certain images of different sides of yourself, and you would be like, you might end up catching it one day and you'd be like, damn, I didn't know I looked like that from this angle. But like, damn, I didn't know why I looked like that from that angle. You're saying, you're saying that, damn, I don't know why I look like this from this angle. Why I look like that from that angle. You see? Why is that? Because you are meant to see different angles of yourself that you yourself may not be ready to see. You are ready to see different angles of yourself at certain points that you might not be ready to see. That's an extended version of you. And you might see something in that angle that you were not ready to see, something about yourself. You catch yourself in a certain image and a certain frame, and you will pick up something about yourself. You see, you will see something totally different about yourself in that angle, in that certain image. Trust me, go look in the mirror and look at yourself from the side. I want you all to do that. Look at yourself from certain side angles. I saw something about my profile. I saw something about my side angles that looks really crazy to me. I ain't going to reveal it, but it makes a lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense, you see. I guarantee you, what you see in the front and what you see to, from the side angles and things like that is not going to, you're going to get a totally different perception of yourself. That's how powerful optics are. Optics can be used for you or against you. You see, optics can be used for or against you. You should use the optics for you the same way you use obstacles for yourself if you know how to use obstacles for yourself. You see? If you know how to use obstacles for yourself instead of letting people use obstacles against you, you see. You know what I mean by that when I say you learn how to use obstacles and you can learn how to use obstacles for yourself instead of allowing people to use them against you? Y'all know what I mean by that? You should because that is the key to your evolution. That's key. You see, that's key in your evolution. You see, and that's how you are able to maneuver past all kinds of things. Your whole angles, the side optics of your face, the sides and the angles, that tells a different story about you than your front, than the front part of your face. You see, the side views of your face, the side angles of your face, tell a whole different st- story than the front view, you see. It gives a whole nother story to your life. I look at myself side view angles and things like that. I'm like, that's not the person I look at in the front mirror. It's not. I see myself even on camera and side angles. I'm like, that ain't me, but it is me, you see. You got to pay attention to that because that's a part of yourself, even in visual, that you are. Now, being allowed to see. But you have to learn how to see that in a certain way. You have to learn how to see that in a certain way. See yourself in that certain way. You follow? That's how you're able to send it and receive it. Send it and receive it. Because you start to see those different angles in yourself as you start to move toward the fourth dimension. I've noticed that. I told you you'll start to see that. You'll start to see those different angles in your face as you are ascending into your higher self, into that fourth dimensional self. You'll start to see those different angles, and I guarantee you will start to know what those angles mean, and that's because you are now starting to see the full image and purpose of you. You see, like certain people have a certain look to them. Certain people have a certain look to them that it says that they're supposed to be doing a certain job in life. You know what I mean? Certain people have a certain look to them that shows that they're supposed to be doing a certain job in life. Like you could look at certain people and be like, oh, okay, that's a teacher. You look at certain people, you know, that's a doctor. You look at certain people, that's a lawyer. You look at certain people, you know, whatever. You you get, be Like if you find out what their profession is, you may not be surprised, you see. Or you look at this person, that's a street worker. Or you see this big muscle-bound dude, you'd be like, oh, yeah, he worked construction. That's a construction worker. You follow what I'm saying? Certain people have a look that gives them, you know, oh, yeah, exactly, that's a security guard. Yep, That's or oh, that's a police officer. Like, you know, cops, you can see cops even without the damn uniform on you, they be in plain clothes and they still look like cops. You ever noticed that? I don't care if they black, white, whatever. they get getting plain clothes. They still look like cops. They got that aura on them, you see? You can look and tell because they were born to be that. They were already that before they came out of the womb. They were already that, you see? Like, you see this woman, be like, oh, she a nurse, you see? or You know what I'm saying? She a nurse, right? Exactly, even certain inventors. You could tell certain people who invent things, they were made to invent those things. They were born to invent those things. And you just like you could see certain people, certain people were born to be losers. Certain people were born to be criminals. Certain people were born to be losers. Certain people were born to be degenerates. Because just like all these great things like degenerates have a purpose, degenerates do have a purpose. You know, It's just they serve a small purpose in a bigger scheme. Degenerates have a purpose too. certain people are born degenerates. you know it's all about who you lay down with. It's all about who you extend with. That's what it's about, and that will give more angles even to your children. That will give more angles more optics to your even your children. What do I mean by that? Certain people the optics. Of their children, these people are born on a low mental frequency, the optics of these people are going to be two. They're going to be two. Certain people have the optics of being three in different angles. Certain people have the optics of being all the way four. You see? This is what I'm saying. You have to have the optics of the greater. And you have to figure out what the greater is and what your connection is to the greater. But you only learn this as you utilize optics. You have to utilize optics. Optics must be utilized. Optics must be
2: utilized
1: and the extension of this transmission. Optics must always be utilized. Optics are key in even seeing the greater vision of you. Optics are key. Optics are always key. And optics will extend in time. If you are in tune moving toward the fourth. You have to want the greater. And the greater the collective of those who want the greater, the greater becomes even greater, and your chances are greater for that extension. uh, That extension, excuse me. Y'all follow what I mean? You have to want greater, and those around you got to want greater. Because if you only want greater and those around you don't want greater, you see, that's going to weigh on your chances of getting toward greatness. Greatness has to be amplified. Greatness has to be amplified. It has to be magnified. So you have to have people you can magnify and bounce that greatness off in order for you to have a greater chance of making it into that fourth dimensional state. The chance is great. The trajectory is great. But that one offset that greatness and throw off the trajectory into the fourth dimension. Optics. Optics. Optics could either extend you or destroy you. Optics could either extend you or destroy you. You see, you got to realize the power of optics, what people put in front of your face, which you see. Because in there, in that, Comes the illusion. The beast runs this world on optical illusions, and through these optical illusions, he puts obstacles of illusion in your way. Let me take a call.
2: Nine zero one.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, my bad. I'm hitting the blunt. My bad. But um, I wanted to uh call in and time in on what you had just said about. And I like how you kind of, like, was real with us about that aspect of yourself, how looking at yourself at different angles in the mirror. Because, um you know, I like to think of myself as a good-looking bronze man. You know, I'm young, 24, and so uh, I'm pretty into my looks and how I appear to people. And I definitely, you know, being into photography and all that, I've tried to be a model and be in front of the camera. And when I would see certain angles of myself – I just wasn't pleased with those angles, and it, oh, it wasn't. I wasn't pleased. It was like I wasn't fitting into that image that I was thinking I was fitting into when I saw myself in a certain light from a different perspective. And so it kind of brought me to a certain reality about myself and let me know that like maybe I might enjoy being behind the camera, and I end up having a passion for being behind it instead of in front of it. And so I um, just wanted to touch on that because I know a lot of young people are can probably relate to that. Especially since this is like an optical illusion of culture and beauty and all of that, and so um, I just thought that was real cool how you how you kind of said that because I know I definitely um, humble myself when I see myself from different angles, and I'd be like, damn, my chin look like that, or you know, or is like I really look like that, but the whole time I'm looking in the mirror at myself, I'm seeing a completely different image, you know. So there's definitely some 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 light to that, some brightness to that. Thank you, you, brother. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. We channel our opticals. We will channel our opticals into the upper dimensions. We will channel our own opticals into the upper dimensions. How will we do that? By being the best, the greatest, most extensive image of what you can possibly be, of who you can be. Be the greatest, most extensive image on all angles of all sides, meaning you complete all things so that you can project that toward the fourth dimension within the collective body. That is all to be projected within the collective body. This is how you send your opticals, the elements of yourself forward, the images of yourself, that which is seen by others, you send it forward through your vision, through your eyes, and you have accepted that you have accomplished everything that your vessel can accomplish within this three-dimensional realm, within this collective body, then you are warranted for ascension. Ascend with a collective body. Ascend with those who want the greater because your chances of greatness are greater. We have to make the odds greater. And then we shift the odds in our favor. We raise the odds in our favor. The odds that we will fail are now none. Ourselves into the fourth dimension. We all can do this as a collective body, those who are moving as a collective body. We can push ourselves into the fourth dimension and we can envelop into greater states of optics, higher optics, extended optics. All optics is is images. You have many images. Many images, greater images in different dimensions. Is that not the supreme optic? The supreme optic is our image, our images in multiple dimensions. Let me show you something. Let me tell you something. Those different angles you catch yourself, that you never recognized before, those are the images in the upper dimensions that you're seeing of yourself. Those are the images of you in the upper dimensions that you're seeing yourself in. And those of you who are truly of the elect, you will start to catch those images more and more. You will start to catch those images more and more. Those are the extended images of you. Those are the higher images of you. That's what you're looking at. That's why it seems strange to you. You must have looked yourself in the mirror a hundred times before, you know, in the past, your side view. If you notice, your side view is changing, but your face is not changing. Your side view is changing, and it makes your front look as though you were changing, but it is your side that's changing, and your side alters the front. The side alters the front. Again, the side in the image represents all four points of the square. Your face is folded outer dimensional. Your face is folded outer dimensional. Those are angles or sides of your face upper sides they're formed out of dimensional fold out out of dimensional you'll see many different views of your face as you go into a state of ascension your past your future faces as you are moving into extended spaces you will see who you are in the supremacy, or the supreme optic, the real image of who you are, the real extended images of who you are. Because as you extend and your images grow, so then does your power within these upper dimensions, whether your power was that of perception, whether your power was that of reflection, whether your power was that of levitation, teleportation that is the extension of your face and it will be limitless and it's shifting you are watching the angles of your face shift this is what you're saying and you will shift you will shift into forward you will shift into a forward year, you will shift enough to a forward and extended gear. And you will be locked in that extended forward gear to where you will not be able to lock backwards. You will not be able to lock backwards into those obstacles that you have just maneuvered through in order to lock forward. Do you hear what I'm saying to y'all? Do y'all, do y'all follow what I'm saying? You will be able to lock forward and you will not be able to lock backwards into those obstacles that you came out of. Meaning you have finally grown up You have grown up. There is no growing back. You have grown up. There is no growing back. You all follow what I'm saying? There is no growing back. You have grown forward. Your experiences have made you grow forward. There is no growing back. There is none. Your experience is what you've experienced when you came through the doors of this community. Means that you were meant to grow forward. There is no growing back. You got people of the 3D world who are growing back now. You got people of the 2D world they're growing back, growing backwards. You are growing forward and extended. You are all the only ones who are growing forward and extended in these obstacles of who you are. These obstacles, these obstacles, are not an illusion. These Upper dimensional opticals are not an illusion. They are only an illusion when they are locked into the third dimension of limitation. Y'all follow what I'm saying to y'all? That's when they are limited. When you are not locked into the limitations of this three-dimensional world, this thinking, because it would have been easy for y'all to say, when I said, no, our skin is not black, so we're not black people, it would have been easy for y'all to fight against what I was going to say. A lot of black people do because their mind is locked in the three-dimensional realm. They're always, that's always going to sound crazy to you that we're not black people. That's going to sound crazy to them because their mind is locked in that world. But you have chosen to think beyond that. Those of you who walk with me, you have chosen to think beyond that, and we out of that state. We have come out of that state. That's the state of the optical illusion. That's the state of optical illusion. There are no illusions as these optics extend. These optics of us, these fourth dimensional optics, optics these images of us, there are no illusions. It becomes real. It becomes even more real. It becomes even more real. Well we say, ah, I see why that is. You might have went through something in your life and you'd be like, damn, this is real messed up. This is so effed up. And then you see as you are extending and the optics of who you are start to extend, the side views of your face, the different different dimensions of your face. Because what are, your, what are the different parts of your face called? The different dimensions of your face, the different dimensions of your frame. So you have different dimensions of your frame because your frame is supposed to fit into upper dimensions. They're supposed to fit into extended dimensions, all It's right? They're supposed to extend into extended dimensions. You're supposed to fit into higher spaces, but you keep yourself in the lower spaces. You are supposed to fit into higher spaces because if you wasn't, you wouldn't have became who you was. How many people in their life are going to go through changing their name, changing their way of thinking, changing all these things in their life? Y'all are ahead of the goddamn curve. How many people are going to go through that? You tell me. You tell me. Y'all become a whole next people because of this message, because it was meant to extend the optics of who you are. It made the optics of you greater. Notice when I put y'all in these suits, when I have y'all in this blues, Notice that When I got you brothers And you In-R- and you sisters in suits When you in And in are dressed up Y'all take on a whole other image Now don't you Tell me I'm wrong Y'all take on a whole other image Y'all see what I'm saying That's optics man That's optics That is optics The one who can shift the optics is the one who can maneuver into the dimensions. The ones who can shift the optics are the ones who can enter into the dimensions. The ones who can shift the optics are the ones who can enter into the dimensions. Why does the diamond have many different dimensions and different sides and whatnot within the diamond? Why does the diamond have many different side views and different edges and different looks of it. Why does the diamond look like that? Because it's dimensions to that. It was born in a space with no dimensions. Coal has no dimensions. It is low dimensional. It's the diamond that comes out of it that is multi-dimensional. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Diamond is multi-dimensional. The coal that it's coming in has no dimensions. It has zero dimensions. Kind of like Y'all people being born of the black race, you came out of a people who were zero-dimensional. The two-dimensional, you might as well say is zero-dimensional. You might as well say that two-dimensional is zero-dimensional. It's next to damn near dead. you a possession. So we're coming out of two-dimensional people as diamonds who are ascending into the fourth dimension. That's what we're really coming into. We are coming out of coal based people, carbon-based people, and we are ascending to greater optics, you see, because so-called black people, tell me black people are not, now I'm using the analogy of coal and black people. Aren't black people like coal? Are they not like coal? Let's look at the analogy. The beast made our people who were valuable like pieces of coal, just darkies, a bunch of dark blackies that were worth nothing, useless, that you could just burn for fuel and things like that. That's what they said about the coal. Coals used to be burned for fuel and whatnot. And they did use us us for fuel. They used us up, used our bodies to work. So they used us for fuel. But inside these coals were diamonds. Inside these pieces of coal, some of these pieces of coal were diamonds. And they were valuable. That represents us coming out of the black race because we don't see ourselves as a possession anymore. We don't see ourselves as black people anymore. We don't seem beyond that, man. We don't seem beyond these obstacles, these three-dimensional obstacles. We don't see beyond that. and See, the beast never wanted you to see beyond that. He wanted you niggas to still be black. He wanted you to still be black. Damn, who this nigga telling me, telling me my niggas ain't black? He show you that by all the money he put into you being black. He shows you he's trying to keep you two dimensional. He's trying to stop you from seeing the upper optics or the higher optics of who you are. That's what he have been working to do. Because see, once you see the greater or the extended version of who you are, you ain't looking back at him, man. You're gonna start to overlook him and then eventually his ass gonna be up out of here. He's gonna be gone. That's real. You can really make people disappear from your life. You can make people disappear from your life. I bear witness to that. The more you start to extend yourself, the more optical you become, the more optical you become in the extension of yourself, the more images and dimensions you take on, you can start to grow past people in your life, grow past things in your life, grow past all these things and images of things that held you back in your life. You grow past them. That's part of the ascension. And to that dominated people. And to that dominated people. You see. You see, this is what you people miss out on when you're not listening to this broadcast and you listen to nonsense like Zaraeus Newclay Jackson. This is what you miss out on because you think this stuff is coming from him. I just had to say that. You see. This is real. This is reality. greater in us only. There's greater in us only. There's nothing greater in anything else. Why is there only greater in us? Because we have the ability to become greater, to keep getting greater. The humans, they, they don't hit their mark of greatness. That's it for them, man. That's it. That's what they hate so much about you, that you are unlimited greatness because you have too many obstacles that are as you are going forward. You have too many different cuts and, you know, dips and dabs and, you know, like almost like you were chiseled. Our people got this chiseled thing about them, the ones who come out as the diamonds. We have this chiseled look about us, this refined look about us, man. We start to be born out of refinement, man. Coming out of those pieces of black coal, we start to come out in a state of refinement, man. We grow greater. So let me uh, read these questions for you out of here. What are the opticals or optical illusions? The image of limitations here in this three dimensional realm that's the optical illusion and the obstacle that can be in your way as you are trying to move forward. These are illusions in the three dimension that you know are seen only as illusions as you are ascending into the fourth dimensional realm. What makes them the same one appear one is greater or appears to be greater in the three dimension and the other one appears to be a problem because of the great size of it that you make out of it because you're, when you look at these things that you that appear to be in your way you automatically you know through your trained eye that's another some word dumb broadcast I'm gonna do about the trained eye because the beast untrained y'all eyes man he I mean in that he's trained you to see what he wants you to see he's got he untrained you eyes because you can't see what you're supposed to really be seeing. Y'all see what y'all y'all see what he's telling you to see. A lot of y'all I'm gonna prove it. How can the optical operate? The optical operates or how can the optical operate as an optical by extending into the fourth dimension? That's when you'll be able to utilize the optical meaning, the images of who you are and what you're actually looking at, because everything that's moving forward into the fourth dimension has different angles and images. The things of the lower dimensions have lesser and lesser images. Where does the obstacle stem from? From limitation, the limitations of the three-dimensional realm that cannot upload upload a fourth-dimensional reality. Can optical or opticals, really be overcome that's what they're here for to be overcome of course they can i do it every day and that's it we're going to close out the name of amen by the power of amen and amen we trust and amen we think and amen we continue forward forever i am the intellectual Ben minkare this has been mintelech radio i'll see you people back here tomorrow at 10. good night